At 50, Marianne Cunningham, her children grown, had been rescued from suburbia and agoraphobia by James Beard, who made her his cooking class assistant and recommended her for the job of writing an all-new edition of an old American classic, The Fanny Farmer Cookbook, a task which occupied her for seven years. Her support for Chez Panisse never flagged. She loved coming to dinner with her husband, Robert, who claimed to be a meat and potatoes man, but who could be fooled into trying just about anything. From her first visit, Marion appreciated what we were trying to do. And she liked to quote James Beard, who said of us, this is not a real restaurant, which we all took as a great compliment. Marion was one of those people so plain smoking and accessible that they can talk to anybody, anywhere. She loved the food world, which gave her the opportunity to be mother confessor to a wide circle of all different sorts of people. It was through her that I kept up with everyone in the food world. James Beard and also Cecilia Chang, who ran the Mandarin, a wonderful San Francisco restaurant, and who has also become a good friend. And Michael James and Billy Cross, who ran the great chef's events at Robert Mondavi, Danny Kay, Edna Lewis, and Scott Peacock, and far too many other chefs and food writers to mention. I'm Peggy Knickerbocker. I'm a writer. Marion Cunningham grew up in Los Angeles, and during the Second World War, she was a gas station attendant, and she was proud that she could uh, change a tire in about three minutes flat. She married and moved to Walnut Creek, and somebody took her up to wherever James Beard was in Oregon. She was about 50, and she took a cooking class, and he was absolutely amazed at her palate and her quick know-how about how to deal with food. She'd never done too much more than just being a home cook for her kids and her husband. And sooner or later, he wanted her to go on the road with him and to even go to Europe. And she had a terrible problem even crossing the Golden Gate Bridge. And she finally got in an airplane and she started flying all over with him. My name is Marion Cunningham and uh, I got a life at 50. Thanks to James Beard. I. Uh, have been able to do my favorite thing to do, uh, which is cook at home. It really has been a, just a perfect gift for me. Here I am at 81, working. <laughs> this is my, I think it's my eighth book. It's really about this mission that I feel very strongly about, which is the loss of cooking at home and most important of all, the sharing of food at a communal table. Eating food that strangers cook is vastly different than eating what's cooked at home, even if you have a mother who is a kind of poor cook. But the real key is sharing food at that table. And believe me, we know we're not born civilized. We're quite the opposite. We're small savages. <laughs> so you have to be taught the table is the place where you learn who you are and where you're from 
understanding that a lot of people f- just do nothing but fight at table. Nonetheless, you come to know one another. The result is you know who you are. Marion was unapologetic about being an all-American cook. She loved to collect old-fashioned and unfashionable recipes and to encourage people to try them. She could teach anybody to make pie crust, from grown-ups so clueless that they expected to find softened butter in the supermarket dairy case to children who never sat down to a family meal, and from prize-winning food journalists to Michelin-starred chefs. Cooking was never a lofty or pretentious activity for her. I remember Marion's delight and Alice's disapproval when she was appointed the official spokeswoman of the California Iceberg Lettuce Commission. Why not, she said. I love a crisp wedge with Thousand Island dressing. When Alice found out that you could get organically grown iceberg lettuce, she surprised Marion with the whole case, and Marion loved it. Marion celebrated many of her birthdays at Japanese, but for her 70th birthday in 1992, we pulled out all the stops and organized a surprise party at the Robert Mondavi Winery. Over a hundred of her friends were invited. We worked on it for months and somehow Marion never found out. Billy Cross had filled the hall with these enormous white orchid plants in full bloom, her favorite flower which he had spent six months growing in his backyard. And we planned a menu that included Dungeness crab toasts, chicken pot pies with wild mushrooms and green peas, pickled beets, an iceberg lettuce salad, and 18 different kinds of cakes. Ten years later, we helped organize another birthday party for her and 80 of her friends, this time at Chez Panisse. On this occasion, we came up with 80 desserts, including many wonderful cakes, a towering croque-en-bouche, and little limes filled with sherbet. But for the salad, I didn't want to serve iceberg lettuce again and chose instead an Italian chicory variety called pan de zucchero, sugar loaf, it's called in English. But it wasn't sweet enough, and Marion couldn't help but be a little smug. As if we ever needed proof that iceberg lettuce is necessary, she said. 